Sorry. I'm not used to recording here, so I'm getting myself comfortable. Okay. Take your, take your pants off, mate, if that helps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in my usual spot either. It doesn't, I'm on a, I'm sat on a sofa rather than like a hard chair. This isn't, isn't good. I'm too, take, take your pants off. Too comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> He's at his mother in law's. Ah, oh, I might do. Bad day for gangrene. <laughs> Every day's a bad day for gangrene. And we are back like late nights and fresh whites. Hello and welcome. My name is Craig and this is the Long Snapper Podcast. A British take on, on everything NFL and fantasy football. You like that, boys? Late nights cleaner. and fresh whites. It's getting yes. cleaner every day. Uh, this you week... Don't get, well, you don't get much no cleaner idea fresh what's just happened in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> this week, we celebrate the conclusion of week one of the 2017 NFL season football is back we had a good weekend we saw a mixed weekend some full starts some well-oiled machines some big names started slowly some rookies broke out not to mention some very exciting drama in the long snapper pods very own fantasy league now to celebrate the controversy dramatically dubbed partridge gate <laughs> tonight we are not only joined by doug mark and adam you're right gents Hi, mate. hello hello yeah we have a long-time friend of the show and one half of the management team leading the Norwich Partridges to a flying start of 1-0 and o against my very own anyone but Doug. Russ Milson, how you doing, mate? I would love it. <laughs> love it if we beat them. <laughs> Let's very not nice, the right? host of the um, All Over podcast as well. Oh, yeah. And he does another podcast. Go on, push that. Uh, rugby podcast for those NFL fans that are interested in rugby. We uh, talk about all things about the Aviva Premiership. So get on it. More over podcast. Dogs on it too. Does a lot, a lot of good uh, moaning. No, yeah, <laughs> good moaning. Yeah, moan. Me good moaning, moaning. moaning. Yeah. There's a lot of he, moaning. He's known, he's known as the curmudgeon. <laughs> <laughs> it did seem a very happy podcast this week. I thought, yeah. Oh fuck uh, off! I don't know why. <laughs> So, um, typically, we'd start the show with a quiz, but we've got so much to get through. Um, we've given... Oh, I was going to say we've given uh, him a someone rest. else's turn, surely. To be honest, so... I don't think there's turns anymore. I think that's your job. <laughs> <laughs> so get cracking for next week. He's now Adam's quiz. <laughs> Before we jump into everything football, uh, I, I will say, keep up with us. Get in touch. Um... This week was a good one if you was following the Long Snapper, twi- uh, Long Snapper Twitter and you can find us in Long Snap Pod. Um, get us, listen to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Anyone want to jam theirs in real quick? That's what she no? said. Okay, brilliant. Hey, uh, so let's start by talking game reviews, uh, takeaways from week one. Um, Raiders played some good football. Probably the most well-rounded team in the AFC at the moment. Um, Derek Carr looked better, which is a good thing. Um, and Marshawn Lynch, reasonably uh, impressive, even if he didn't get in the end zone. Uh, what do we What do we think about the Raiders? I am Adam, are you flaccid yet? Fully, fully on board. It, he's the, just taking his pants off, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Again, well, um, they were all happy. 
obviously this was a game I watched. They they were playing um, playing the Titans. Um, I couldn't really get too upset about the Titans losing. Um, it was just a case of the Raiders were just. I I felt as obviously a difference of opinion amongst certain Titans fans, but I felt it was just that the Raiders were absolutely excellent in almost every area. Even their backup kicker was nailing field goals from 52 yards. Um, everything they did just seemed to work. I mean, despite perhaps dropping a couple of passes, other than that, it was hard to fault anything they did. Marshawn Lynch is back, by the way. Absolutely, absolutely brilliant, just like he, just like his best. Uh, the time off has did him a few favours. Um, they didn't, interestingly, they didn't use him all that much. You missed like sort of every a other quarter drive. and a half or something. You missed the whole second quarter. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, and I think that suggests that they're managing him in the right way. You know, keep keep him fresh, keep him hungry. You know, he, I don't know if anyone saw that play where he absolutely walked all over Jarrell Casey, which was just yeah. something else, just like the old, the old Marshall Lynch. Um, Carr, Amari Cooper, even Jared Cook is doing good things for them, as is their defense. Um, Khalil Mack was just out of this world. The defense was perhaps one of the question marks that a few people had. I didn't see anything wrong with that at all. They stuffed the run. They well, they they played Tennessee exactly how you should play Tennessee and stopped Demarco Murray. They did that excellently. They were just a better team, and I I can see them championship game at the very least from what I saw. I found the the non love that the Raiders were getting going into the season a bit bizarre, considering how well they were playing towards the end of last year, up until Derek Carr's injury. Um, there was very few people thinking that they were going to do the same thing. They're not going to be the same team again, including some of the boys here. I might chuck in. Um, didn't think they were going to be as good going to the next season. Who said that? You. Boy, I don't know about that. <laughs> Let's go back and have a listen. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, I... I'd be very surprised if they don't make a deep playoff run. If they get some luck with injuries and um, some of their some of their superstars manage manage to stay healthy, they they were a an AFC Championship team last season up until the quarterback went down. Um, I'm with you, Adam. I can see them going a long, long way. They've got a proper proper talented squad there, and that's with and that's with their two best receivers dropping a shitload of passes as well. From you know they could have easily won this game by more. He chucked it to uh, Amari Cooper three times in the red zone instead of letting Beast Mode run it in from the three-yard line. And how many times did he drop it? Yeah, yeah that, three that times. Was a weird... <laughs> he dropped it actually... three times. Yeah. It was really annoying having Marshall Lynch, obviously. <laughs> I <laughs> we'll thought at one point that might, be, that might be a big moment in the game, actually, but yeah. I mean, it, didn't, it didn't come to pass. But to be fair, one of those was stripped by Adoree Jackson um, and just he didn't get credit he deserved for that play. But anyway, yeah, that was a bit mystifying um it's almost like marshall lynch isn't trusted at the goal line i don't get it but it didn't it didn't do them any harm in the end arguably the other big game of the weekend um seahawks took on the packers green bay tough fought game looked like they're probably only going to get better and end up winning it quite comfortably seahawks surely got all sorts of problems that is a bad Hawks offense. That O line is dreadful. Can't block. Can't push. I think they're in a bit of trouble. Uh, we said this last year. I don't think they're in trouble. 
A lot of the teams at the start of the season struggle with their offense. It, you know, it's week one. We saw it in the rugby this week, Russ, didn't we? Or the first week of the Premiership. Defense struggles until they find a rhythm, and offenses similarly in the NFL are a bit more complex. They take a bit more time to bed in. So neither's offense was spectacular when you consider what quarterbacks were on display, um, and and Seattle's main running back. Still on the bench, so he's to come back. I, I can see him getting better. I don't think it's all as bad as people are making out in, in Seattle. They're still Seattle. What's the point of Eddie Lacey, by the way? Oh, what, as an NFL what player a, anymore. What What's the point of fat, Eddie Lacey? Just a fat boy. Get out. Go five, att- five attempts for three yards. Well well run, lad. Yeah, That's fattest. That, that, it wasn't, it wasn't running. You're it embarrassing. Actually, you're you're fattest, over and got more yards. You're, you're, he could have fallen over. Your professional foot. I have some bloody pride, man. Like he really did irritate me that game. Uh, l- the thing is, I, I, I there's well, something that's motivation for him, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> He's upset. The long snapper pod. Watch him have two hundred yards this week. <laughs> Fuck you, Eddie Lacy. There, there, there are some teams who will take a bit of time to get their rhythm going. The timing with a quarterback and a receiver. That stuff. Yes, yeah, sure. You can you can let that go week one. I just don't think you can let it go when your O line. They can get no push. Now, the running backs were poor. Eddie Lacey was poor. But that O-line was beat man man to man, hat on hat, nine times out of ten every play. And that cannot happen. You've got to win your one-on-ones. If your head is up and you're blocking, you can't just keep getting swung by. It wasn't wasn't good enough. And what's concerning is this was a problem last year. If this was a new offensive line, if this was a new system, sure. But this was an issue last year. They've got to fix that O-line. They've got to fix it quick. Well, they can't fix it now, can they? The O line's the O line they've got. No, well, you no can't, amount of coaching is going to fix it. Well, you hope you hope so. You bloody hope so. Otherwise, it's going <laughs> to they've got they've got to prove it. Um, what do we think about the the Packers? Uh, I mean, still one of the teams surely favourites uh, to win the NFC. I thought they were poor. Okay. First half, especially, I didn't First think they were. Guns. I thought they, I thought they looked really. And again, it might just be them, their, their offense kicking into gear. Um, but I, I, you know, for the amount of time they were on zero points or three points, um, up until the Jordy Nelson touchdown, I thought they looked really, really bad. Um, but obviously, a lot of room for improvement, and with the players they've got, they will do. But it's kind of similar to last season. I thought how uh, last season they started off really badly and then got it back with that run at the end. Um, it may well go in a similar direction for them. They've got to find some rhythm. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Was that about my analysis or whatever it is you're drinking? Right, never, ever, ever, if you see Radical Road 6.4% triple hopped pale ale, don't buy it. (laughs) That's all. Get, get back to get back to the Malbec, doggy. <laughs> yeah, beer, drinking beer common person drink, can not I? <laughs> so uh, one of the highlights of the the, the the week one, which feels like well, well over a week ago now, what was the evil one, the evil empire brought down by the Kansas City Chiefs? Um, anyone actually remember that game? It wasn't a bad game. So. I remember it. That dog. <laughs> 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 Let's I mean, Alex, Alex Smith becomes an elite quarterback. Yeah. Is he still average, Doug? Yes. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Oh, so, so, so all you boys are now saying that Alex Smith is one of the league's best quarterbacks, right? Not no. just. 
and is not elite, but he looked good. Tell me yeah, that wasn't yeah, a great really, really game of football. Good old, good old really? Craig is who has more more mood and direction swings on when it comes to NFL players. Don't and chat the jet shit. Stream. Don't chat shit. Don't chat Honestly. shit. Honestly, go back and listen. I'll I've never hated listen, on Alex Smith. I'll go back. And I've listen. never hated on Alex Smith. Don't chat shit. You're chatting pure shit. Tell me I've hated anyone. Tell me I've hated on Alex Smith. Fake I've news. You are you are the Donald <laughs> Trump of podcasters. Go go away. I'm gonna I'm gonna offer Doug a, a formal uh, podcast apology. Now for uh, breaking out a Game of Thrones style spoiler on first thing Friday morning when I woke up, <laughs> uh, I'm not entirely sure that he was oh. aware of the score. <laughs> no, I hate that. Someone did that in our group the other day as well. Piss me. Yeah, but it, you know, you get up at eight o'clock in the morning, you look at the results. It, it, unless you've specifically stated that you're not watching the games or don't want. Get get off of social media. It's your own fault. No, mate. Well, no. no I will apologise. If you've messaged in a WhatsApp group, mm. in our WhatsApp group, we had an embargo. We had a very. It was very clear last year. We had an embargo. You can't talk till Monday. Come, mate. You should. Yeah, know. but oh, this was this part was Twitter. Of, part of this. Part of oh, this was Twitter. Yeah. People enough. watching Game Pass being about a minute behind. People watching on Sky. Oh yeah. And that was stuff. You know all about that, don't you, Adam? I, I do. I do. <laughs> um. Let's get back to the game anyway. Alex, Alex Smith is an average quarterback. He played extremely well in the second half. And uh, I think I said that on our WhatsApp group. He was brilliant in the second half, pushing the ball downfield. The offense was creative. We were we were doing things that we hadn't done for a long time. But let's not forget that this is a team that has the best regular season record over the last two years. It shouldn't come as a surprise. The only team that has beaten us when it mattered is the Patriots in the playoffs. And so, I, I, I accept that, but there's winning games in the regular season and then there's winning games in the regular regular season like this. You didn't win a game like this last year against that standard of opposition. Mm, so that, in that manner. Mm. I can't wait for the Chiefs and the Raiders to play each other twice. That's in almost that's, every that, other season. That, that's just, you're like, just exactly oh. you what that that game is it's gotta be a good game. I mean that that is a peach. Let's, um, let's be honest. I've been saying since we started talking about the, the league this year that three teams are going to come out of the AFC West. The Broncos and the and the Chargers looked all right as well. Trevor Simeon looks pretty decent on Monday Night Football, and I think it's a given that the Chiefs and the and the Raiders are going to make it now, right? I mean, the Chiefs should fear no one, really. No, they absolutely shouldn't. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, right. That defense is legit as well. Patriots, for me, teething problems. They they're going to sort it out. Uh, I don't I don't think there's any reason to worry about the Patriots at all. They've got too many running backs, and this is a recurring theme throughout this week that too many teams are playing too many running backs, and the teams that seem to be doing well are teams that have a guy that they stick with. Look at Dalvin Cook in Minnesota. The Chiefs were running. Um, Matey Hunt. boy, really hard. Hunt. Uh, yeah, Sean Hunt. McCoy. Um, McCoy. Sean yeah. McCoy. Um, but you've got to have the back to do it. And I think that, that is the issue. But, but, but Sean McCoy is the only guy they've got. That's the reason for that. Yeah, but, just to yeah. clarify. <laughs> I think it's if, almost if it a case. Like, if it works. I think it's a case of coaches out thinking themselves and thinking we've got these guys on the roster. They're undervaluing the players, basically. Is what is what's happening? The cynic in me, which is quite a large part of me, thinks that it's to keep salaries no, down. No way! Oh, come on, no if you, way! If you feel so sunny, if if you've got three running backs on your books, 
why make one of them a star when you can play three of them and keep the cost down, you know? It seems bizarre. Uh, Super cynical. I think if you've got... How, how, however, however on that, it's happened by accident for Kansas City because Spencer Ware went down. Yeah, you know, yeah. he, he would have been their, their number one guy. Yeah, but they're still playing. But, but, they, in. but they would have still played Ware as the feature back. Hunt would have been special teams and, and maybe a few snaps mixed in. You look at New Orleans, they're running back situations all over the gaff. It's ridiculous. And and look at so, New England. They've got four, maybe five running backs that they can use. Dion Lewis hardly got on the field. You know, get, Kevin, uh, James White hardly got on the field. I kind of, I agree with that observation in week one. I I would tend to disagree further further into the season when they get beaten up, tired, and then, then you need you need a bit of support, but we will, we will see. But there's, there's support and then there's deliberately causing players to struggle to find rhythm, to to build momentum, to get to feel confident. How can you feel confident if you're getting yanked out every three plays? It's, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Speaking of leaning on your running back, uh, rookie Dalvin Cook, look good. Vikings look good. Um, that Vikings defense is no joke. Uh, how 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 serious contenders are the Vikings? Bear in mind, I think they went five and zero last year, and it all went a bit south. Why why did it go south last year? <sighs> weren't getting that play out of the quarterback that you were in the first five games. Offensive the defense, all the got offensive guys got yeah. hurt. Um, what Mark said. No line fucked. Sam, sorry, I'm I'm mid lunch. I've I've not eaten since the lunch break in the cricket today. So um, <laughs> he's got chopsticks in his hand, listeners. <laughs> he's making a point with them. Pointing all chopsticks. <laughs> pointing at the sky. That's the most, that's the most <laughs> middle class thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> he's wa- waving them around like they're tongues and tip screws. <laughs> if you want to talk if about the most middle class thing ever, I'll tell you what my house was valued at today. But we'll save that for another day. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, good for making a point they are never going to use them um, Sam Bradford been given so much stick over the last few years mainly because he was injured and, and shit I, I'm sorry I just I, th- I think if that guy stays healthy they'll be alright and they'll come out of their division um, he gets At a lot of stick point, for passing a lot. Back, right? He gets a lot of stick for pa- uh, throwing a lot of underneath routes and not really stretching the field. I didn't see that on Sunday. I thought he he was really taking risks and and trying to move the ball. And maybe you know, having had the amount of time out of the game that he had, he just needed time in the game to find rhythm and and to find confidence and. He played most of last season and I think that's showing at the start of this season. Confidence in the offence, confidence with the players around him and I think he can develop into quite a dangerous quarterback. Speaking of not very dangerous quarterbacks, Tom Savage lasted all of, what, a half? What he won't, did what? he even get a half? Was it a quarter? Wow, by the way. I, I, know, I, don't, you know, I don't know much about this game and I've only been watching it for about 12 months now. And I was yeah. watching Red Zone and... Every time that that guy came on the screen, 
he was just getting mullered every <laughs> single time. And to the point where I was, I was literally screaming at the telly, get this guy out of the game because he is absolutely stinking the place out. It's like that Simpsons episode, isn't it, where the kids getting beaten up in the playground? Stop! Stop! He's already dead. <laughs> it, it was, it was, tant- it was tantamount for bullying. I mean, the texts te- te- weren't great. Let's be honest, but you know, there was, there was pure bullying on Tom Savage. Wait, he could not hang. How is he? A co- Listen, I'm telling you, I'm going to be disappointed. If you put me in and I can't do at least what he did, I can go and get my fucking ass given to me. This guy was getting pounded. And not only was he getting pounded, but he didn't know what to do. That was the biggest thing. Deer in the headlights, mate. That guy should not have been on the field. Um, Imagine the pressure that's on him. Imagine the pressure on the guy. He's been lamented since the day he got in the league as somebody who couldn't do it. For being rubbish. Yeah, but he's never... When How many games has he played? He's never had a consistent run, has he? No, I'm not having How many quarterbacks mate? come in, are written off before they start, get yanked, and then they're just this person that comes in and does that job? That's part of the game. If that breaks you, you shouldn't be out there. You, He, he, he had a whole off-season. Yeah, fine. Everyone knows you're on a fairly short leash and this is going to be Watson's team. But for me, if anything, that's no pressure. That's go out there, do your best. Then actually, if you're holding it down, they're not going to get this kid in. You've got to fuck it up for them to to get him on. And you're going to be a backup for this year anyway. There's no big deal. This guy looked like he had never played football before. It's one thing getting punched in the mouth repeatedly because your O-line is not doing anything. That's fine. But he literally looked like he had two left feet and never thrown a football. It was embarrassing. He also hasn't played football for about three years. <laughs> so it makes me it, it makes me wonder what Bill O'Brien's seen in off-season, though. Like it's, This is two years in a row he's put someone in a quarterback that clearly wasn't up to the job and then bin them within the first half of the first game. Um, I, you know, is, is he is he a... Does he have any idea what he's doing with that position? How can he how consistently make this mistake? Um, it's, the thing is, he's a Belichick coach, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A QB guy QB as well. coach, yeah. So, how? Is, is it <laughs> because the QB sense. that he, he coached beforehand was just naturally that much better, um, obviously? But, I mean... What's he? What's he looking at in preseason for for a guy to go out and perform that badly as Savage did? Um, I don't believe he can go from being a world beater in in the off season to suddenly being that guy. So is he just sticking him in there to set him up to fail so that he can bring Watson in as the as the the, the hero? You know what? We can't we can't forget that mentality is a part of sport, and the difference between a Tom Savage and a Alex Smith could well be mentality. Do you know what I mean? The, the talent level is is probably quite marginal. These guys are doing the same tests. They're doing the same drills. They're they're running the same routes. You mean elite uh, quarterback Alex Smith, Craig? <laughs> I mean very very. I mean a very <laughs> the av- very the average. Good, I mean a very good quarterback. A very good. He's not an elite quarterback, but a very good. A better than he's given credit for quarterback. The difference between an Alex Smith, you know. Uh, a good performing quarterback to uh, nearly ran or I never made it could be mentality. It could be that bit between years. But there's other there's other coaches clearly that can can pick up on that 
and then end up not playing those guys or can spot it. So like when Pete Carroll spotted that Russell Wilson was going to be the guy who could cope with that pressure, then he fast-tracked him into the team. How is it that Bill O'Brien can't spot that Tom Savage isn't going to be able to handle it and put him in the game? Got to see it happen, though, isn't it? It's got to be on the field. Let's not forget that 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 Jacksonville defence is good, right? And and Watson had, what, three picks called back? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, his... So he wasn't far... His pass rating rating was actually worse than Savage's. Right. So let's not... His QBR weren't. Let's not bring the mountain to Mohammed, eh? Let's think about this. Like, it's not like Watson pulled up... Or I'm going to stop using cliches. It's not like Watson had a debut for for all the ages, is it? No, it's just unfortunate. <laughs> you definitely stop using cliches. <laughs> 12 anyway. of 23 for 102 yards, one, one TD and one pick. Right. So he, he had a pick and he had at least two called back. I mean, I think... Savage gets I, I, the booze, Watson doesn't because Watson's a new a, guy. I think there's a difference. There is a difference. Listen, we cannot... Let's not pretend like there wasn't a very fucking different energy the minute he got in the game. The boy... He's a rookie and people expect yeah, him to be brilliant. That's part of the game too, man. He did... I Listen, I'll tell you what. There was no question for me. Tom Savage ain't seeing the field until Watson goes down. No, I mean, no way. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he even made a move because that QB, I wouldn't want him anywhere near my team. Speaking of bad QB play, we saw one of the worst performances of all <laughs> time in uh, Cincinnati. Andy Dalton, stink of the week, a 0.7 QBR rating. That's a 0.7 QBR rating. That is the third worst since the stat was introduced in 2006. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. (laughs) Poor fella. What happened, Andy? Jesus. Yeah. Adam, you're a a big fan of this offence going into the season. What's what's gone on? I have. Well, I I, I mean, I didn't, I'll I'll be honest, I didn't see that much of this game, but... I don't, I don't know. I don't. I mean, yeah. I can't really. Can't really the say much more than that. Point seven QBR. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was higher on the Bengals than most. Maybe not so much now. We'll see. <laughs> well, yeah. week one, if, they'll be all right. If, if yeah. play continues, they're up against Texans this, <laughs> this coming Thursday. So uh, that'll be a, a QB be- masterclass to behold. If uh, if play continues like that, it's not hard uh, to understand. People might not want to go watch your football, and uh, there was a we seen over the, the weekend stadiums half empty, particularly on that west coast. Um, boy, surprises! Is it surprises that people can't sell tickets or people aren't going to the games. I th- I, th- I think that both of these teams that we're talking about, so the, the LA Rams were playing in front of, uh, it was barely a third full. Um, the San Francisco 49ers were playing 50 miles from San Francisco in front of about the same amount of people by the looks of it. I, I think there are different stories in both those cases. The 49ers have moved, as I say, miles away from the city. Um, the locals still are clearly not happy about this. Um, their team is shocking at the minute. Um, the, the day in Santa Clara was mid-90s, mid-30s Celsius. 
Um, similar conditions in Los Angeles with the Rams, but I mean, it's, it's a bit different there. The Rams have relocated. They're building a new stadium, which is going to be air-conditioned, all the rest of it. Um, yeah, I just think bad football in bad stadiums. I think, it, I think the NFL should be worried. They've taken a team out of uh, a location in the Chargers that had a real passionate fan base. Um, they're making mistakes. I think moving. They're certainly making a mistake moving the Raiders to uh, Vegas. Very transient population. I'm not sure that that franchise is really going to catch on. Um, yeah, I'm not sure the Rock. The Rock's going to be too happy with that either. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's the one trying to get it there, isn't he? He yeah. is. <laughs> Sorry, I got that the wrong way around then, didn't I? He is. The Rock's making moves, blood. Yeah, man. <laughs> Rocks, um, the Rock's come up. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's worrying science. I think the TV product, which is why I've stopped going to the London games, the TV product is so much better than the live product that there's not really any reason to go to a game, in my eyes. I don't know, man. I don't think that's the case. I think in bad teams and that, those two, I think the circumstances around those football teams are a big reason why they were so empty because if you've experienced American football in America in a in a big market team, it that it is something to behold. But they're not all big never... market teams, Craig. That's the whole. No, point. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't, I don't disagree with that. The 49ers I, I, is the tragic one for me. I, I don't. Such I don't... a storied history, such a big club. I think this yeah. all comes down to, like, as you rightly say, it's the location, and it just seems to me that LA is proving to be a bad move and that type of generate that type of um, clientele you're going to get there. You look at the, the stadiums that are all deemed to be the best to go and watch games. So Lambeau fields, Arrowhead, those type of, those type of stadiums where it's, you know, local fans who are proper diehard, love their team. LA fans aren't like that. Um, LA fans are tourists. Las Vegas fans are going to be tourists. Um, it's people that might go to a game, but there's so much other shit to do there. Um, get fucked it, up. Yeah, get <laughs> fucked up. If it, you know, and if it is quite hot, and if your team is not contending for the Super Bowl, people won't be asked. You look at their ice hockey team a couple of years ago, where they won the Stanley Cup, st- sold out that stadium quite re- quite frequently. When they before that were doing shit and recently haven't done so well, that stadium is isn't isn't full by any stretch of the imagination. There's other shit to do in that city and that state. Um, the weather's good enough. People can go to the beach. Don't bother. Yeah. Be interesting to see if they do any better this coming week. I think they're at home again, the Rams, um, having beaten the Colts so convincingly. Although uh, Colts lost, let's face it, rather than the, the Rams being yeah. Rams being dominant. But you know, with such a convincing win, I wonder if any more fans will actually turn up for their next game. Yeah, if they see if if anything, it's just that market is too big, and that's what's causing the problem. Um, you know, that's you don't have the passionate support in that area to mean that people are going to go to that game come, you know, hell or high water. People go to New Era Field in Buffalo to watch the Bills, even though they've been shit for 10 years because it's local and the team, the fans love the team. Yeah, yeah. So to round up um, this week's cover of Week 1, we'll end by just talking briefly. Hall of Fame nominations... <laughs> I like I like I like this little bit. I do like how America does this in the American sports. Um, so we have, I'll briefly list uh, the eleven first ballot nominations for this year's Hall of Fame: Randy Moss, Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher, 
Steve Smith, the wrong one. <laughs> Ronde <Yeah>. Barber, <laughs> Donald Driver, Matt Burke, Steve Hutchison, Jeff Saturday, Richard Seymour, and Kyle Vanderbilt Bosch. Any first ballot uh, winners on there? It's, it's one of those things that you 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 hear a list like that and you the reaction is yeah exactly. Um, Who's that? Someone's got that as a ringtone, or no, that, you scrolling really porn, and it no, was a pop up. That was an advert on Get NFL. That was an heart, advert mate. on NFL dot com. <laughs> it's now Phil Simms. Amateur hour. <laughs> <laughs> so he's actually got NFL dot com up. Yeah. yeah, smart. Should have copied and pasted the notes. So I'm going to go with Ray Lewis. Surely he's going to go in first year, the murderer. Just go in there, like, yeah, otherwise, <laughs> boys. <laughs> yeah, I'd say Randy Moss as well, surely. Randy Moss, I think, is a good shout. Yeah. I just, do you know what the thing about Randy Moss? He didn't win a ring, and he should have. I think he that's going to hurt him. Didn't he? No, that, did that Pats, I swear that Pats team didn't win a ring. Didn't, didn't win a ring. Lost with the Patriots, they lost, lost with the 49ers. Eight, eight, 18 and, oh, or whatever Championship game in the, for the... Vikings. Oh, he wasn't there. He wasn't there for that. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think that's going to hurt him because of the great team that he was on. Does that does that mean then that only people who have ever won a Super Bowl ring should be admitted? Because I don't know what no, else Randy no, Moss. I don't know no. what else Randy Moss could have done as a receiver outside of w- winning a ring to not get in. So to add, oh, he'll get in. I'm talking about first ballot, and yeah, and. Uh, you have to remember that there were finalists from last year who didn't get in, one of which is Tio. So I can't see them both getting in the same year. Moss changed the game in the way that Tio didn't. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, did change the game in a way that Tio didn't. Yeah. The way I see Moss is like how footballers refer, like how footballers talk about Paul Scholes. Not to mention that game, but when the fe- when the fellow pros in his position are asked who the greatest is, most of them say Jerry Rice or Randy Moss. Yeah, no we we says, ranked him second, didn't we? Yeah, in our best no ever. one says Terrell Owens. No, no. But I think To got a lot of bad press that Moss didn't. Now, don't listen. I love Randy Moss, and you know, there you watch Randy Moss play football, and you wonder how on his best day, you could ever cover him. Just the game plan should just be throw the ball over there. <laughs> just, just throw it over there for him. But, and this is, I do think this is, I think this is the case in all sports, but particularly in NFL, it means something to win. It means some, not to discredit what you achieve otherwise, but it means something to win. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he waits. And I do think, much like you say that what has Randy Moss got to do to get in, Tio has to be in the Hall of Fame. This is off the field and challenging personality that make it difficult. But hey, Doug, you're a very good cameraman and no one should be able to tell you you're not because of your personality. I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> I could have guessed. So, and they've got the Steve Smith wrong. I mean, what? How does that happen? <laughs> was it maybe it's just a, an admin error these things happen don't they yeah so we find out who get, who makes it 
the week, the day, day before Super Bowl. Is that right? Day before Super Bowl. I'm sure it is. Yeah, it's in the Super, the Radio Row, all that business going on, isn't it? It's in that part of that week. Adam, I know you're keen to end our news segment with a rant. <laughs> yeah, Touch let's bring us, all, bring us all down. Touch oh, just this, uh, this uh, story about, well, it's not a story, Miami asked for, uh, given everything that happened with the Hurricane and the fact they've got to play 16 games straight, they asked the NFL to move the their London game back to Miami. Uh, the NFL said no. Um, obviously, that would cause a lot of ripples with other things. Um, yeah, I guess the NFL rightly said no. I can kind of see why Miami would have asked the question. Um, but my rant's about the media coverage of this and then the knock-on effects, and it's all the old irritations coming back again. The Miami Herald just covering this as if London is evil, the UK is evil, leave our game alone, it's American. And it was just this old rhetoric coming back again, the general attitude towards us having a few games. Um, the thing is, Miami, Jacksonville, LA Rams, and quite a few others, if you could half fill your stadium for seven games, then you might deserve an eight. That's the issue I have with it. Also, this idea that we don't know the game. Um, Okay, listen, listen to listen to this podcast. We're just we're just some fans talking about the game. We're more knowledgeable, (laughs) but you should you should hear some of the the opinion that's coming out. You read some of the comments on these articles, Uh, but it's not just the fans or some of these local local rags, if I can call the Miami Herald that. Um, People like Adam Schefter coming out with comments and tweets along the same lines. Uh, We're trying to move the the kickoff times back to. 6 p.m. for all the games over here. Now, only only one of them is going to be 6 p.m., which is the two West Coast teams. I kind of kind of get that. Um, but Adam Schefter coming out and saying, yeah, it's a, it's a good idea to move the kickoff times back to... No, Adam, you just can't be asked to get up at 6.30 in L.A. because you're a lazy shit. <laughs> just give us the respect we deserve. We've had these games for 10 years. And we still have to... You, these stories like this come up and you see the same old crap from the same old idiots. He is fed up, mate. Hey, he is fed up. He's at, listen, Adam just said, suck your mother. That's what he just said. Adam said, suck your mother. Oh, shit. Tell him. Tell him how you really feel. Um, I, for one, wouldn't be bothered if the games stopped being over here. Shock. Yeah. Of course you wouldn't. Well, how many have you been to, Mark? Uh, four. Four. How many of them had a good atmosphere? Um, first one and the last one I went to. How many have you been to that you thought the atmosphere was great, Craig? You're going to say I, whatever it takes to uh, rebut my no, argument, no, no, so we'll no, disregard point, your opinion. Adam? Point, no, don't be an idiot. Stop being such a touchy little girl. I understand it's not going to be a rugby match or something more partisan, but if you enjoy the game and you continue to do it and you bring, it's difficult to expect a raucous crowd when you change the teams every year and nine times out of 10, the teams are shit anyway. And we still turn up. Yeah. If they're not giving us the two best teams in the league at the time, they're giving us random teams every year and nine times out of 10, it's the fucking Rams or the Lions or someone absolute dog shit. And it's still a packed crowd. I- I've got no issue with the London games. I'll go every year. Um, you know, How many are you going to this year? I- I'm getting married, mate. All right. Got, so, you, so you're not going every year? 
I'm there for the whole of October. I've been for the last, what, eight years, whatever it is. You know that, unfortunately, because I have to go with you. <laughs> it's never going to be at the same atmosphere as it going to see your local club side because it's the, te- the the stadium's made up of supporters that aren't have a vested interest in that team and try as they might to generate a fan base for the Jags. It's never going to happen. People have got their teams. The the games that you enjoy the most, so the, the Bills, oh Christ, whoever the fuck it was they played, Jags, in fact, um, when we were there and, and the Jags won in the last few minutes last year. Great game. I enjoyed it the most, despite the final result, because it was entertaining and my team was involved. It, it, that's only ever going to improve. Like it's that. franchise, yeah. The experiment's there was, there was had the 10 years. The... It's had 10 years. I, no, okay. I, I, I disagree about the atmosphere. I think it's got steadily better. We've had two or three decent games, like that Bills-Jags one. There was the Falcons blowing a 21-point lead. There was a tie game last year. Um. I, I think it, when it started, the atmosphere was odd. People didn't. There were a lot oh, of people in the stadium do. that, a lot of people yeah. there that didn't didn't know the game. But I think that has. It's not completely changed, but it has. The trend has gone in the right direction. Um, each year that I go, it seems to get better. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't even buy into this moaning about the teams they send over. I, I'm 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 with you, Craig. We're, we're still turning up, um, watching the the Jags again. Um, but it doesn't matter what you do. I'm obviously never going to support the Jags. Um, so, uh, mate, I just, I just think you're falling into the trap of being exactly what the NFL wants. I just, <laughs> which I, is a, I enjoy a, a eighty thousand peons to turn up every week. <laughs> spend two hundred quid. Spend two hundred quid on merchandise. <laughs> you know, just gladly go along, clap when you're supposed to clap, boo at the end because they take a knee, so all the American pundits can have a moan, and then rinse and repeat for the next twenty years. It's just Russ. Is, it, Russ, is he like this on your podcast, mate? <laughs> is he like this with you? I, is he happy? This is just Doug. It's Doug, isn't it? I think I think I'm making a valid point. If if you want to if you want to disagree with it, come up with a counter argument. Russ said it's just Doug. Come over counter argument. Uh, I'm, I'm not okay. I'm not. I'm not booing when they take a knee at the end of the game, um, and I don't think many people are anymore. Um, no. Yeah, but as as somebody else just said, I've forgotten who. But yeah, there are 32 different teams having shirts in in the stadium. You're not going to change that in a hurry. Maybe a London franchise would. I'm not sure. I entirely agree with the idea of a London franchise. That's probably for another podcast in the off season. But. Um, I'm far more positive about it. I'm going to I'm going to two of the four. I'm going to the two Wembley games. Um, taking my son to one of them, which he, I took him last year. Um, I can't wait for that. So I'm not having it. As someone think- who likes as someone who likes live sport, you have to accept it's not going to be watching, you know, watching New York in New York, I, I, and and that ain't and that ain't a big game, do you know what I mean? But there is a difference to that atmosphere and that part of so that. Why watching inferior but if products? you're but if you're if you're telling me, if you're suggesting to me whether we should have the games or not, I would absolutely continue to have the games and let it get better, let it improve. And if it ended up if it continued to just be two or three games a year spectacle. I'm okay with that, man. It's fucking American football. I don't have to travel for 400 miles or whatever it is. Not 400, way more than that. 1,100, 1,000. Let me come up with something that you might not argue with then, Craig. How much would you say that you spent on tickets for the NFL games that you've been to? 
Yeah. They're, they're, no, no, no. Just please humour me. How much do you reckon over the over the ten you know, years? You know exactly how much no, I spent. Oh, Craig, just play. fucking answer the question, mate. Well, well, uh, you're asking me to do maths, mate. What do you want? Eight times eighty times however many years we've been going. Look, All right, look, so eight hundred quid. Say you've been every year. Once yeah. a year is eight. One one game a year is eighty quid. You've been to two. Or you've been to every one, right? Two years. I didn't go to the first two years. Right. So let's just say you've spent fifteen hundred quid. Right total going okay. to an NFL yeah. game would yeah. you trade all of those games that you've watched in London to spend that same amount of money on going to the States and watching the Jets once that I think that's is that not the key sorry yeah, I know, yeah. I know, Greg you answer that would you swap but... all of those games and all the money you spent on watching those games to go to the Jets if I hadn't ever seen the Jets, I would spend the 1500 to go watch the Jets. Because you could probably spend that same amount of money and go to the Super Bowl. Nah, not 1500 You could, mate. You've got, you got to drop 20 Gs, bro. That no, no, that's a myth. It's a myth. You can get a ticket for any game you want to go to if you look hard enough. There's travel agents that do that. I don't, I don't know what the price is. And I think that's a fair point because I wish that I could have taken all that money put it into an account and gone to the Chiefs once over watching those substandard, atmosphere-less, mausoleum-like games that I've spunked all that money on. And that's you, why the experiment's not working, because it's an inferior product. No, but not everyone's going to have the chance to go and watch their team. Like I was, I'm lucky enough that I went to watch my team play at home and it was unbelievable I've never felt like that at sport I was worn out like a baby by half time I actually looked around like I need water I've got it's got to save me right now because I'm going to crash it was so exciting but I can't expect that at home and I you know fine that's not that's not the that's not the point we're making I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wait 15 years or 10 years to save up 1500 pound and go once I'd rather pay the 80 pound and go a week unless I hadn't been if I hadn't been it would be an issue it would be a mission for mine to go and therefore I would have sacrificed the London games if I had to to do so but I also don't want to miss football every year I like I do like it it's fun go to see your mates go and have a beer watch a bit of football bit of fantasy it's cool so just to throw a little sort of curveball in here there's a very there's something happening this weekend which is taking rugby to america which is very much the reverse of what what's happening in philadelphia newcastle playing saracens probably on a mat on a completely different scale with the amount of nfl fans there are in the uk compared to the amount of rugby fans in america do you think there'll be any uh, equivalent impact in America of that of that rugby match happening in Philadelphia? I think is, the is physicality a... will be something that will sell because you do get a lot of NFL sort of events in rugby led countries. You get they always go to Ireland, Notre Dame. You've got uh, the American football. The college uh, college opened in Australia. So I do think you will find a hotbed of fans, but I do think the physicality is something that they can sell to Americans because they are. I've watched rugby of Americans and they are surprised that the hits they take and they're not wearing pads, having been so used to watching people hit each other with pads. I think, like, I I think it's really it's the the clubs are doing it to make a bit of money. I'm not sure it's really going to have a long term impact. I don't think the NFL over here has really developed any further than where it was a few years ago. There's flagging schools, but I mean, 
but that's is that why they're doing it though is no, they're doing, doing it, it they're doing it so they're people doing it like to... us go to three games a year and drop 300 quid a year doing it exactly <laughs> and whilst and whilst they're still pretty much selling out 80,000 seats at Wembley or Twickenham or when um Tottenham rebuild their stadium provided those games are still extremely well attended if not sold out then it's going to continue and I don't see how or why that's a problem because mm. it's making football accessible live as a live sports fan and I yep. think you just said it Craig actually watching sport live even if it's not my team I would like to go and do it so talk, you know, talk I that shit problem with it. talk I that shit I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the problem is at the end of the day there's you know people in this country love the game it's still niche in this country and people love to go watch it regardless of who it is the fact that we're selling out Wembley proves that and at the end of the day if I can jump on a train in the morning go and watch a live game of proper NFL get on a train home and sleep in my bed that night I don't care if I've got to spend the money to do that and if I would rather do that than save up for 10 years to go and watch a live game over in the States as much as I'd love to do it um, it's that becomes like you've got to take that almost as a holiday so it's it's that much more of a hassle. Whereas you can go and watch your team or a team, get on the train, come back, and everyone's happy. I just I think it's I think it's great. Well, I think I, I think we've got away it. from what my actual point was. The point was based about the, on the Miami Dolphins wanting to move their game back. Now, if the teams the teams are experiencing or are wanting to push back against the London games, then they should have the right to be able to do that. They shouldn't be forced to do it. Now, but this is a bit different, though, because of everything that's happened. It's they they hadn't planned for week no, one well, being moved to week eleven, have they? Okay, so we, so we've gone down a little rabbit hole. I don't think the experiments worked, and I would think you that, imagine that that's exactly what why that was my segue. You, I was literally about to say we've just fallen down a rabbit hole, and I was going to move us out. Now I've got to think something else. No, nice <laughs> we'll just move on because we'll go around in circles talking about this forever. <laughs> So we fell down a rabbit hole. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to wrap up the news and we will look at it next week. Um, looking forward to week two. You'll be pleased to hear. We'll be back with uh, the one sentence slash some sentences. Previews. <laughs> Houston at Cincinnati. Watson gets the start and Andy needs a bounce back like his life depends on it. Texans by three. Hopefully not 3-0. Cleveland at Baltimore. The Sean shone, but will the shine continue? Chicago at Tampa Bay. I'm jumping on a plane when this podcast finishes as I'm the next Bears receiver on their depth chart. Minnesota at Pittsburgh. The Steelers struggle to win against the Browns in week one, so they will look to send a message against a strong Vikings team. Pats at New Orleans. If you want to see offensive football, this has to be the place to find it. That Saints D needs to find a pass rush and a secondary, or this could be a blowout. Philly at KC. Great results last week for both sides. Whose season will end in the eye of the press this week? Tennessee at Jacksonville. Can the Jags continue their momentum and optimism against a Titan team looking for a comeback win? Cards at Colts. Not sure who are actually tuning into watching this in a starless, unlikable game. New York at Oakland. Enjoy the weather, get a town, and get out of Oakland as quickly as you can, lads. Bad day for gangrene. Buffalo at Carolina. The AFC East leaders, by the way, travel to Carolina dreaming of a 2-0 start. Surely not. Miami at LA. I can't wait for a game where Phil Rivers is the happiest quarterback. San Francisco at Seattle. Both looked anemic on offense in week one, but surely the Hawks get back on track at home. Green Bay at Atlanta. Early look at the battle for the Super Bowl representatives from the NFC. 
dirty birds to edge this one. Washington at LA Rams. Are the Rams smoke and mirrors or are they for real? Dallas at Denver. Zeke keeps on playing and while he does, I think the Cowboys keep on winning. Lions at Giants. The Giants have a lot of questions to answer on Monday night. No Beckham, no party in New York. And 79 minutes later, that is your week to one sentence preview. One well done, one everybody. Well that, done. That, that, was, that was painful. That, that, <laughs> that one was a toughie. And you'll never know. You'll never know, listener. Um, so, what will uh, I'll tell you? What will well, at least cheer up, Rusty? We're gonna talk fantasy. Big Ben, Bill Belichick, Taylor, Dak Prescott, Fat Rob, Dead or Die, defensive players are idiots. Long snapper pod, drama week one. <laughs> it does say Walker pod there. Uh, <laughs> so listen. Um, I'm going to give you a quick background then I'm going to I'm going to let Russ enjoy it um, you can have some winner's music and all sorts Russ uh, oh, so please. I, I, I had a pop at, I had a pop at Departures is uh, I must admit at the time I didn't realise we'd be playing each other in week one and uh, <laughs> I'll tell you it was a it was a match it was a good game mate and uh, it was tight and I, I, I lost the point four decision uh, that must feel good I must feel it, good. It felt exceptional on <laughs> Tuesday morning when I went in hard on uh, on Twitter, only only for there to be a half moment of panic with stat corrections and all sorts of stuff where they took uh, Brandon the Fells 2.4 points off for his 24 rushing yards and that made <laughs> us lose what I thought was lose the matchup. But yeah, um, great week for the Partridges. Great week for Kevin Keegan fans. Uh, <laughs> I think you'll find that I, I can't quite quote from last week, but I think the words "no hope" and you know "shit draft." Um, there were there were lots of uh, derogatory comments from from the anyone but Doug Camp pre week one, um, and yeah, so I, I couldn't be happier with the the outcome of this week's fantasy. <laughs> Uh, listen, I saw. I, I went to bed and I thought, I, I'm sure it was a 15 point difference. And you only had Benjamin. Yeah, we thought, needed we needed 14. We needed 14 overnight from um, uh, Travis Benjamin and uh, McManus from Denver, the kicker. And I was thinking to myself, we're okay here. Yeah? Not with Benjamin. I thought any other day, not with Benjamin. But I'll tell you what you might not know is that. Me and Philip Rizzers, we have a personal vendetta and um, he has clearly, clearly gone out of his way to fuck me over. So I wish you no ill feeling, my friend. Enjoy your point four win. Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't know how you got them points. <laughs> I'll tell you how I got those points. I, I, don't, I don't know, mate. You tell me. Tell me how you got those points. I think he knows points. exactly oh. how he got those points. Austin Hooper yeah. is how we got those points. Um, I, I've got a little message from Ben actually this evening. I told him <laughs> I was coming on, and he uh, he said uh, his move of picking Austin Hooper because he sounds like a 1960s rugby player was inspired. <laughs> 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 and, and that and that handoff or stiff arm, as some people call it, <laughs> um, was a thing of absolute beauty. Although you know you got to question some of the D in uh, in that particular play. However. Fair play, Austin Hooper. Tyrod Taylor stepped up. 
uh, as we lost Cutler in the in the bye week for the unfortunate hurricane. Um, he did well for us, and as I say, other than that, we were we were pretty pretty standard across the board. Nobody really stood out, but uh, fair play, Austin Hooper, you uh, you really stepped up. I got I got to take on the chin. I can't. I must admit, Austin Hooper. Uh, he looked when he was in the open field. He looked good, and I was surprised. You points are points. I didn't get enough on the board. Um, I, I will end by saying this: I'm liking to. I would like to formally introduce um, what I'd like to dub the Hall of Hate. Um, inaugural members: Bill Belichick, um, also known as Cersei Lannister. Tom Brady, also known as Joffrey the Evil Weasel. And Philip Rivers, you big blockhead dummy. Um, you are also inducted, and I'm going to dub you Tommen. You're the type of guy to jump out the window to kill yourself and land on a woman giving birth. That's the type of guy you are, Philip Rivers, you donuts. Um, and fair warning to Kirk Cousins. You hurt me this week, Chief. Uh, that fumble. How did you lose? How did you lose on the tuck rule? It's almost like it was aimed at directly at me. He was clearly throwing the ball forwards, and yet ruled a fumble, cost me two points. No sour grapes here. I'm actually rooting for the partridges. Uh, as I say, listen, name says all. Anyone, anyone but Doug, mate. Anyone but Doug. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think it's uh, it's not just Doug anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't be anyone but Craig. <laughs> General fantasy chat. Um, studs who will be studs, but had a bit of a down week. Uh, Lev Bell. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lev. yeah, it'll be fine. Julio Jones, six points. Um, any any concerns in that sort of first round picks area? David Johnson. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's gone down. Different bit, reasons. Bit, bit of scrambling, gone down. Is that Cardinals offense good enough for any running back coming in? Well, we've signed Chris Johnson uh, as a Cardinals fan. We signed Chris uh, Johnson. Wait, wait, wait. He's we? trying to weave, love oh, it. Yeah, all right. Sorry. Yeah, I apologise. I'm, I'm 12 months in. We're, we're talking fantasy, but I'm saying Chris Johnson is, yeah. is signed back for the Cardinals for about the 17th time. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, I think... Different type of different type of beast, isn't he? Um, that that was an ironic fine. Yeah, we don't even know if he could run anymore. That boy, uh, what happened to him? This CJ two K. Yeah, I, I mean the rookie, um, or is, is he a rookie? Cur- second year, maybe. Kerwin Williams looks like he's going to get the start. So, Andre Ellington as well, isn't he? Ellington is going to be your, your, your versatile back. Um, but I'm, I'm, I don't fancy. I, to be honest, I think it's 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 Carson Palmer. He is he, he, he is surely he's done now. You know, he, he's not not good enough anymore. Um, I, I referred to him as as Cart Horse Palmer. I think on a, <laughs> on a, uh, a podcast last year, and I think that's starting to ring true. But then you've got to you've got to look about, and you know, is it better the devil you know with Palmer rather than what's out there and uh, and what they've got behind him. You know, what I mean, it, it didn't look good week one, but it, again, it is just week one. Um, that's a reserve judgment for now. But I, I, I like the Cardinals. I, 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 I like Carson Palmer. I've always been a fan of his. I like to say that I believe that they'll turn that around. I'm not sure that I do. I'm afraid. 
one player that did surprise me a lot, actually, considering the fact that his, uh, his solid counterpart um, wasn't there. But I was surprised by how little Brandon Marshall um, reigned in, in in his game. Ten yards receiving, that was all he managed for a single point. If I was a Brandon Marshall owner, I'd be concerned moving forward. I am concerned. <laughs> yeah. Eli missed him in an open route like 10 yards behind him he did that twice that game yeah, Eli, Eli's another one I think he's he's pushing yeah. the, the Carson Palmer he might well be done bracket not yeah. yet Eli, Eli, it's his uh, O-line Carson, aren't helping him though his O-line are killing him Carson Palmer is what's Carson like 39 oh it's Carson Palmer <laughs> right, he, he, he's, he's struggling really Carson Palmer's just he's so many, so many injuries yeah, he's had. A, he's thirty-seven. Um, thirty-seven. Same thing. Whatever. I tell you what, though, we had a couple. Of, forget the old boys. We had a couple of young boys. Um, Cohen came in. At, the Bears looked good. Galladay looked good. Um, Cooper Cup caught a touchdown pass. Uh, any of those that were thinking, mm, you know, this is this this guy's going to last. This guy's going to be someone I want on my roster. For the rest of the year, if you had your waiver claim, the worst one day, I think. When he didn't mention, I think Kareem Hunt. Well, he he's, Hunt was already gone. He's man. well owned. Hunt, <laughs> yeah. Hunt's not on the wire, man. You think Galladay, Adam? Yeah, I do. I think the Lions just look better than a lot of people think. Stafford looks better than a lot of people. Well, I mean, again, we're judging on one game. Um, different receiving options. You know, Bolden's gone. Um, Eric Ebron. I don't know what's happened to him um, as as their tight end, but um, yeah, obviously they've got um, I've forgotten the the name Golden Tate and uh, Marvin Jones, but Marvin Jones is a bit of a non-starter. Galladay looked, I mean, a couple of highlight real catches, weren't they? Um, looked really good. I'm a fan of Cohen. I do think Tarek Cohen is um, fits well really fits well into that Bears offense and. You know, I, I I I don't think they have much else, uh, and it's not as in they've got not not enough else that he's just going to get battered every week. They've got enough to threaten, but he is a true threat. He looked sharp, looked clean, looked like he knew what he's doing, looked confident. Um, if you were lucky enough uh, to 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 get the pick this week, I'm sure. A number of le- uh, owners picked him up on the wire after week one. The Bears worry me though as a team for any any of their fantasy players. Really, um, I want to see them winning a little bit before people like that become effective. Um, their receivers, as we've as we've said, is a well. I can't describe them without swearing. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the look of um, Marlon Mack as well. Oh yes, yes, yeah, I he, do. He's definitely more exciting than uh, the ghost of Frank Gore. Is he going to be able to do anything if there's no quarterback there? Well, in, in, fan- in fantasy terms, yeah, doesn't need a quarterback. Yeah, same same issue as though. In that sense, yeah, I definitely would pick him up, and I picked picked him up in. Well, I drafted him in three leagues and picked him up in our league of record this week. So um, I'm big into him. I just think that Frank Gore looks old and slow, plodding, and they need as many bright sparks on that offense as they can find. 
So uh, very we, quick. So, oh, go on, go on, go on. So I was going to say we've we've binned off Frank Gore this week. He was one of the uh, wow dropped one of the him. Partridges. He's gone. What did Frank you draft him? What round did you draft him? Uh he was ten or eleven. Yeah, fair enough. Drafted him in the 10th or 11th round almost three years ago. (laughs) 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 So, let's let's have a quick look then. Who did people pick up this week? Uh, What, are we talking about the long snap league here? Whoever you you feel is the most important pickup you've made. Well, I I tried... I didn't get any of my picks. I tried uh, to get in our league of record... (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, Mark. In our league of record, I tried to get Tarek Cohen and um, and Marlon Mack. I put, with, a bet, with a bid no more than $5, as I've seen on the... Uh, seven, on the $75 I, I put in and didn't get you him. Bet, you bid 75 for Cohen? Yeah. Damo bid 80 Oh, shut the front door. Yeah. Wow. Um, but also, from watching that Saints game, I picked up um, Kam- um, what's his name? Jesus Christ! Every time I try and think of a name, I'm sure I'm getting early onset. Um, Alvin Kamara. I just saw the way that game flowed. I I think that they like him there. He had a lot of snaps compared to Peterson, and slightly less than um, than uh, Ingram. Ingram, <laughs> fucking hell. <know. laughs> Um, yeah, I like He's him. He's literally th- like an old man. I, <laughs> is every time. Well, I'm, I am an old man. Uh, yes, you are. <laughs> You're old as shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think he's he's the future there. I'm not sure Peterson is going to... I'm not sure why they bothered picking him up. If that's how they're going to use him for the season, why did they bother picking him up? I don't, he's, he was having a bit of a Barney on the sidelines with uh, yeah. Peyton, wasn't he? I've never heard the term run it up their donkey. Mm. But you've also but never it, beaten your kids with a stick. There's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of stuff you haven't got in common with Adrian Peterson. <laughs> I um I managed to pick up Chris Johnson. I did that before waivers actually. I got him as a free agent um once the news about the wrist um came through. Feels a bit like an Alfred Blue pickup to me. I don't I'm not actually banking on anything, um, but I'd like to think he may have a chance. Somehow I won Williams, um, who might give me some decent points. Trevor Simeon looked good. Got him there because just I don't trust any of my quarterbacks. I see uh, this week's this week's uh, opponents for us. Viney he picked up Jesse James after Big Ben looked to him a couple of times um, with a couple of TDs on on Sunday. Um, which could be bad news for us. No, that's got that's got all the signs. That's one of those tight ends you pick up because you don't have a tight end and you just end up yeah, chasing yeah. the one that scored the week before. A single game hero. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think you'll be I'll right. take that. A uh, Kevin Ogletree, yes. if you will. Yeah. So before we wrap up fantasy, um, I want to talk two more things. Firstly, we have employed a waiver budget in both... Um, our league of record, uh, well, for myself, Mark and Doug, and our long snap pog league. Um, Doug, you already said you, you, uh, you went big, 75, 75 bucks on Cohen. Um, I, I, I made a couple of 10 and 20 pound, $20 bets or whatever, and picked up a couple of players, missed out on a few. How are we liking using the waiver budget? 
I spent probably 45 minutes last night at roughly 11 o'clock changing my waiver bid for Tarek Cohen up from the initial $35 that I put in. I'd put it in, leave it for two minutes, go back to it, add another $5 to it, leave it, add another $5 to it, and I still didn't get high enough. I think it adds such a new wrinkle and layer to the game. I think it's just, I can't believe we've only just started doing it. If there's a player you really want, you can, it's, it's like the auction format versus a snake in the first place. If there's somebody that you really want, you can kind of get him <coughs> doing it that way. Um, yeah, you can blow your whole budget on a player if you like um, and just rely on free agents after that um, or or just bidding $1 on a player if you, if you need to. You can, you can do that. Um, it's a bit, it does seem a bit random uh, for the value of certain players in this format, but it gives you that freedom. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you if you really like a player, you can go and get him. <laughs> you know, yeah. my my view on on Cohen was that is there likely to be a running back that comes out of nowhere after week one that you absolutely have to add? I think there's only really on our waiver wire there was only really Marlon Mack and Tarek Cohen, maybe Alvin Kamara that that was applicable to. So I wish I'd have gone higher because in that position you know from week one what players are going to get used it's a bit different with wide receivers there might you know wide receivers you've got that effect but of the the um outstanding week one and they're never seen again Kenny Golladay might be that guy this year um but for me so hard after week one isn't it to know well, so that's that's the fun of it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. who's the next Kevin Ogletree, or yeah. who's actually going to be the hardest? The hardest part of it is to um to to actually decide to get inside the head of other people and see you know and think, well, what are they going to bid? And obviously, having played poker against Damo, I should have realised that he'd do something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so what I will say, um, if you've had a bit of a tough first week, I'm a big fan of let it settle. Week one, you never know. If you've got some stars, particularly if they underperformed, give them a chance. Don't tinker too much. Adam, tell us about Pick'em and Survivor, bro. Uh, well, um, Survivor seems to be more popular. We've got more double the players in doing that, which I can understand. Pick'em is is what it is. Uh, the the there are five five different players tied for the lead in, on the Pick'em game. Uh, but special shout out should go to Rich, um, who uh, has got zero on Pickham. So I assume he's done that just by missing it, by signing up and then not, <laughs> not picking any games. Well, I think picking the Patriots and then none of the other games are followed by the looks of it. Um, survivors, survivors, a bit more fun. I, I, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be out already if it just had one life. I picked the Texans to beat the Jags, um, but luckily so there are luckily there are three. So yeah. If, uh, Two or three others did. Um, I think one or two picked the Patriots as well, uh, but most most people won through. Um, yeah, just it. Yeah, as I, as I said last week, it takes a a couple of seconds each week to to pick one. Um, but it's it's good fun. There's a bit of nerve nerve there. You just shows you how unpredictable the NFL is. Um, you know, we should all be we should all comfortably sail through each week. There should be a couple of games that are nailed on, but it never quite goes that way. 
So how can people get involved or can they anymore? Um, no, I think I think you're too late. Pretty much. <laughs> got it. Yeah. Got, got Fuck it. you all. <laughs> <laughs> you can so, probably join, but you, you're going to be behind, so uh, don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> and the ten, ten, tens of listeners who are out there. Are you in? I won a league based on taking Adrian Peterson in like round six. Man like me! <laughs> <laughs> Rusty, as our esteemed guest and a week one winner, would you like to kick us off for AOB? Uh, yeah, very, very quickly. Um, one of my commentary heroes has uh, retired this week. Whoa, 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 wait, uh, don't wait, get Doug wait, talking wait. about commentators. Do not know. <laughs> Doug doesn't like commentators. Doug doesn't like commentators. Well, do uh, do. I, don't, I don't really care what Doug likes. This is my idea of the business. Boom! Um, so, uh, Henry Blofeld, 45 years of TMS cricket commentary. I know Adam can, uh, can attest and appreciate this. The guy is an absolute genius. Uh, one of the poshest people you'll ever listen to on, on the wireless. But some of his description and some of the stuff he talked about on TMS, it will never, ever be replicated. So, go well, blowers. Enjoy your retirement. And... Uh, there's a there's a lovely, lovely clip on Facebook and the other social media, Twitter, etc., of of him and his last few final words on on the TMS gantry. And uh, it, I've got to say, brought brought half a little tear to my eye. So uh, enjoy retirement, blowers, and go well. Yeah, yeah. That's how you do in any other business. Nice one. You can come back, Adam. Now let's see you. <laughs> okay, uh, it's just uh, as as I tweeted yesterday that Russ saw. Um, when an AOB kind of fell into my lap when I went out for lunch, I was in a in London yesterday. Um, I'd seen it, it recently opened Grab Thai Bangkok Cafe, street food not served on the street, um, pretending to be street food. Um, that's another thing. Um, but you know, it's the whole the whole idea you'd think would be to get a swift, very quick bite to eat, like fast food, but Thai. Take it back to your desk, eat it. Had to be the most complicated convoluted lengthy process to getting food at this place uh, with two separate queues you're queuing queuing to order your food and you get a number and you get a drink or a snack to go with it and then you wait in a second queue when the, your number's called but you have to queue as well to get to the stage where you wait for your number to be called so you're actually waiting in three different places um absolute nonsense um the best part you know if it, this is meant to be street food and there's nothing, nothing resembling a Bangkok street. I, I've been to Bangkok. I know what Bangkok street food looks like. It is not this place. Um, typified by the lady in front of me who gets a £10 note out of her purse to pay for her lunch and is told, we're cashless, card only, contactless, or you can go away. Um, doesn't quite fit with Bangkok. So the final thing, I've got a plastic fork to eat my pad thai. All four prongs of the fork were different lengths. I thought, oh, it's, I've got a broken fork. I looked at them. It's designed deliberately, and they're not even consecutive. What's all that about? Is it meant to be easier to eat noodles? Don't get it. Utter, utter nonsense. Just, just sort it out. I'm it's pretty like, sure. Like, 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 <laughs> like, like it's come from Italy. I'm pretty sure that is Adam's maybe third Doing order related to any other yeah. business. <laughs> Just stop going out, Adam. Yeah, mate. Stop going out. Make your own dinner. 
I, I nice, will. Though. Cheers. I, I will go very quickly and just say, um, I got uh, one of my staff has gone to Florida for a holiday. My auntie and my grandma happened to be out there. Them hurricane, that that shit's weird, man. That's bad. Like, like, shit. Like, like, climate change is probably a real thing, and it's probably not the best idea that somebody who doesn't believe climate change is a real thing is in charge of the most powerful country in the world. But let's not worry about that. Let's just say, listen, man, if you've got friends, family, and shit over that side of the world, Florida, Florida, uh, Miami. Caribbean, stay safe, be all right, and that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Doug. Um, modern footballers. This is your third time about this as well. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, it's a bit like you wanking on about Donald Trump, isn't it? Um, <laughs> don't think I'm wanking on about him. Pretty sure I'm not. <laughs> that would be whatever, an odd twist. Whatever the direct opposite <laughs> of that is. <laughs> Um, it came to my attention today that an Arsenal player uh, missed his team's UEFA Cup match because he had an infected pimple in his leg caused when he, or that was caused um, by him shaving his legs. (laughs) He had to miss a day of work because he had a pimple on his leg. (laughs) Is that true? True story. I'm gonna I'm gonna find a picture of a guy who got his fucking leg kicked off and still fought three rounds on Saturday. Gilbert Melendez, check it out. That's bullshit. Um, I mean, I, I don't need to say any more than that. Johnny Sexton played a Lions tour test match against New Zealand with a broken arm. You know, Bert Troutman. You know, says on. all you need to know about football. Didn't JJ Watt finish with a dislocated finger too? Fucking hell, boys. Yeah, did you see what he said? It's, it, it was still in my body. inside me, it's fine. I don't know. Mark, take us home. I feel like there's loads of stuff I could whinge about this week, but I'm, I'm deliberately not going to do it. Um, you know, I could whinge about the fact that the, the, the customer service at Sky Television forcing me to rage cancel my subscription with them the other morning. Um, because they're being utter wankers. I could whinge about the insanity of um, of companies and people actually going to be willing to pay 1,200 quid for a mobile phone. Um, that's also pretty mental. But I'm not. I'm going to be positive, and I'm going to talk about Chris Froome. Chris Froome has just won the Vuelta a España, the Tour of Spain, one of the, one of the grand tours on the cycling calendar, and he's become the first person ever to win the Tour de France and the Vuelta Espana in the same season since they became in that order right next to each other in the summer. It's a phenomenal achievement. It's an absolutely gargantuan sporting effort to even compete in the two, let alone win both of them. Um, the guy is phenomenal, and I, th- I think he's up there now with some of the greatest cyclists, professional cyclists that there have ever been. Um, and rightly in the conversation as one of the best British sports people of all time. Um, and for some reason, he doesn't get the love in this country that a lot of people that have achieved a lot less, both within cycling and in other sports get. So shout out to Froome, you're a hero. You've, um, you've done brilliantly well and um, long may it continue. Is that uh, he's he's probably on drugs, mate. Or is, he, is it the drugging? 
<laughs> absolutely none. No drugging. Um, the Kenyan or the drugging. <laughs> <laughs> um, does anyone call him through me? Is that no. is that a thing? Everybody calls him through me. Oh, fair enough. That brings us home. Um, yeah, that's a long one. Shit. Week, what, week one is in the books. We'll catch you on the other side and uh, talk about week two. Evening, boys. Cheers. Cheers. Peace.